Hello, welcome to another episode of Podcat Monsters. I'm Jeff Grizzlerich, and joining me as always, the Professor Mirror to my Todd, Dustin Cunningham. How are you tonight, Dustin? Uh, I'm good, Jeff. Professor Mirror is a little on the nose for a name of a character <laughs> in a game about cameras, but hey, man, I'm here for it. <laughs> Uh, obviously, Pokemon fans everywhere are all excited about new Pokemon Snap, which was released yesterday, and we here at Podcat Monsters are no different. So we are going to share our first impressions of new Pokemon Snap with y'all today. But first, the news. News, 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 news. News, 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 news. That's from something, but I can never remember <laughs> what that's from. Me neither. So uh, the first bit of news we have, uh, New Pokemon Snap is available now, uh, worldwide, and the reviews are in. The game is currently sitting at an 80 on Metacritic and an 81 on OpenCritic. Uh, without getting too much into our impressions, what do you think of those of that review score, Dustin? Uh, I think an 8, like that area, is really good. Like, it's a really good rating for this, and also, like, I'm in a um, video game, like, draft league thing and i had new pokemon snap and boy howdy was i happy that it actually had a good score because i was really worried about it so did you have uh, i mean did you have to predict what its rating was going to be or is it just no best so rating? it's just if it's a 70 or higher um you get like one point per like number higher than 70 it is so right. i think it's i think it goes based on the open critic score so since it's an 81 it's like 11 points that i get nice. that. but i also had so I also had Returnal, and that came out the same day, and that also had really good scores. So it was like perfect that I had both of those. Yeah, good um, week for Dustin in fantasy video game ratings. <laughs> yeah, and then with the reviews as well too, I had there was a review on Metacritic that I really liked. I think it was EGMs, and it said uh, New Pokemon Snap by me might be one of the most thoroughly pleasant games that's come out on the Switch, if not ever. While the core gameplay is the same as it was in 1999, everything about the 2021 game is better. And I think I agree with that so far. Like, so I haven't far. beat the game. I'm probably, like, six hours. I've been going back and replaying a lot of things, trying to get better photos, trying to do stuff like that. And, uh, yeah, I mean, like, I totally agree that it's just, it's bringing so much joy to me right now. Like, I'm just thoroughly enjoying it. And we will talk more about how you are yep. thoroughly enjoying it in a moment. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Uh, other news, uh, Pokemon Secrets of the Jungle, the DVD and Blu-ray release of the movie, uh, is uh, coming on July 14th, 2021 in Japan. Uh, this home release comes in three variants, DVD, Blu-ray, and Special Edition Blu-ray. Special Edition comes with a bonus edition as well as a clear file set and a pamphlet. What the heck does that mean, Dustin? So I just copy and pasted this <laughs> off of Therapy. So I'm wondering if like, I'm assuming maybe it's like a sleeve that it's referring to that's clear or something like that. I don't know. But um, I wanted to add this because we've talked about this in the past, especially on any of the times we've talked about like the movies or anything like that, wondering when this is going to have a release in the States. And so it's still really cool to know that it's. So this is, is this just for Japan? I mean, that's what I it said. Know. Releasing in Japan. So. I mean, I'm yeah, sure it's coming I, to the states, but I'm assuming when? if it's <laughs> if it's coming out in Japan, then that would mean that it's probably going to come within the few months afterwards. I think that's typically how it goes. But I mean, yeah, I, I think that's what I would I expect. But there's no guarantee on that. It's just more so it gives me a little bit more hope that maybe we're going to see something soon for this in the states because I really want to see this movie. Um, yeah, I mean, it can't come fast enough. I you know yeah. we're in that lull 
in seasons on Pokemon Journeys. And if you want Pokemon animated content that you haven't seen before, this is what we're waiting for. We want the next movie. And uh, I would love it too if they put it in theaters over here as I am now vaccinated and I can go to the movies. So <laughs> Yeah, I mean I would love that too, but our you know theaters are looking for big blockbusters to put in there right now to get people back in the theaters. I don't know if Pokemon I, Coco is the uh or Secrets I mean, of the Jungle as they're calling it. I don't this is not related to Pokemon, but the Demon Slayer movie that came out like just That's true. That was, was tops in the box office huge, that weekend. Yeah. Which is huge. I don't know if that's uh, indicative of how popular Demon Slayer is or indicative of how poor movies are doing in the theaters right now. Yeah. Or maybe it's indicative of uh, anime fans' willingness to get COVID. Uh, You know, I don't know. (laughs) That's also true. Okay. So in Pokemon Go news, uh, some... Network Text has announced that the Pokemon Go Community Day on May 15th will focus on Swablu. You will be able to purchase a ticket to receive special research Cotton Winged Bird. The Community Day day runs from 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. local time zone, wherever you are. Uh, I didn't see what the special move was. Um, I didn't see anything in the list when I looked at it to see, like, what the move was that you could learn if you... Um, evolved it during the event or well, anything like and, that. You know, but. And maybe Harry in the chat can help me out here. I, I have it in my head that they've done a Swablu Community Day before. Like, I feel like that's happened. Or maybe there was another event that just had oodles of Swablus. Oh, here we go. Here's a, there's a little bit more here. Uh, so it looks like it might have actually been officially announced by uh, Niantic. Uh, May 15th, we'll focus on Swablu. The event will have a 25% uh, hash, hatch distance and has three-hour incense. Uh, let's see. Moonblast is the move that you can learn. So, oh, and then uh, Mega Altaria will then be available in Mega Raids right after the event. Oh, that'll be fun. So that's cool. Yeah. So they added a little bit more news to that one. I well, good. Have yeah. Uh, also in Pokemon Go news, Niantic has announced Pokemon Go Fest 2021. This event will be a global event for players and will run on July 17th and July 18th, 2021. The event is set to continue celebrating Pokemon's 25th anniversary and Pokemon Go's 5th anniversary. Further details about this event will come at a later point. But, you know, they they do these Pokemon Go Fests every year. If you're They Pokemon, did it last year the same way, right? It was yeah, at home. Yeah, it's, it's designed to be accessible to people who are still socially distancing and, you yeah. know, people who aren't going out to public places just yet, uh, which is great. I, I had a lot of fun with it last year, uh, so I know that this setup works. It'll, it'll be just fine. Uh, I re- highly recommend it if you haven't done a Pokemon Go Fest thing before. I think this is a, a great opportunity because it really is like it was really fun to see how many people were playing, even though everyone was like parked in their cars or, you know, even just playing from, you know, nearby in their homes and things like that. It was, you know, it was pretty yeah, cool to see all my friends online. All my Pokemon Go friends were all on playing. It was great. I might participate this year. I didn't pay last year. I just like kind of took advantage of the free event things. That yeah, because there on. is still like they still have some cool free stuff going on. But I mean, friggin' do it, man! It's it, it's great. Yeah, you, I you think know. I will this year, especially, especially now that we're doing a podcast about it. Yeah, well, and if you're if you're trying to get more more into Pokemon Go again, which I yeah. usually go in cycles, and so I'm in a little bit of a downswing right now, but I'll be back up on it right when Pokemon Go Fest is starting. Uh, so it's a great opportunity to get reactive again because there's yeah. so many Pokemon uh, that you can get during the Pokemon Go Fest. Highly recommend it. 
Uh, and the other last bit of news that we have is for the Pokemon Masters mobile game. Uh, the Eternal Rivals event is now available in Pokemon Masters EX. This event is a time trial event where you get scored based on the speed with which you complete the stages and rewards based on your cumulative score. It runs until 6 UTC on May 16th. Dustin, what does UTC mean? U Universal Texas Continent, Ted. I, 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 I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I have no idea. Uh, I believe that I believe that's a time zone thing. Yeah, I'm gonna assume <laughs> this is. Uh... But that's that's happening on May 16th. Uh, I would have looked it up, but honestly, we've talked about it before. Pokemon Masters, not really yeah, something either of us are super into. I and... threw this in the news just because I was like, you know, this is an event that's going on. Maybe people that do listen. Or yeah, watch I mean, I suppose it, if they're gonna watch, if we're trying to make a, a show for all Pokemon fans, then we should talk yep. about news for all Pokemon fans. And there's yep. gotta be some Pokemon masters fans out there. Otherwise they wouldn't keep making Pokemon masters. Exactly. Content. Yeah. <laughs> I think I want to say, I feel like it's pretty popular like not with really people that I know, but I mean, I downloaded I it. I, I played through the first, yeah. you know, couple of, you know, intro missions. I'm like, okay, I, I can see this. Yeah. I have it right here with my Pokemon go Pokemon home and Pokemon masters. Yeah. It's right just so to hard to uh, commit to spending time on mobile games when there's real games. I shouldn't say real games. You know what I mean? Console or PC games that I want to play. And Coordinated of, universal time is what Ethan tells me UTC is. That is interesting. Well, then why <laughs> is it? Why isn't the C? Why isn't it universal time coordinated? I'm, it probably is in whatever language it was created in. You know, hmm. maybe they say it in a different right. order. Who knows? Point I is, know. it's a. It you know, I'm sure it's. It makes sense to someone. Yeah. <laughs> someone, not me. <laughs> Okay, well, so that's our news, and uh, if you're watching live with us, you've been seeing that I've had this video playing all, all this whole time. Last night I started New Pokemon Snap, and I was streaming, you know, the game as I was playing it. So what we're watching here is the video from last night. Uh, just we're just gonna have that playing while we're talking about the game. Uh, so you know, if you're listening to the audio, we're still gonna be describing everything as we're talking about it, but the video visual people. We'll get to actually see what we're talking about as well, which, you know, hopefully they'll enjoy. Uh, so, our main topic, new Pokemon Snap. It's here, Dustin. Here. It's, it's been so long. Over 20 years we've been waiting for this game. So, the original Pokemon Snap came out in 1999, which is absolutely I was insane. Eight, I was eight years old. <laughs> I was 11. <laughs> so... Once again, Dustin reminding the audience that he is younger than me. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we're both in our 30s, though. Okay, That's true. That's true. So, uh, yeah, it's been a really long time. Uh, and bizarrely, and this is something that even now that we have new Pokemon Snap, I will never understand why they waited so long to come out with a sequel, especially when the Wii U looked like the perfect console oh. for a Pokemon Snap game. You know, it, holding the tablet in front of you, you know, it seems like that that would have been the sort of gimmick they would have jumped at. But here we are, a whole other console later, and finally we got our sequel. <laughs> Pokemon Snap, was, in my opinion, is just, it would have been easy money for them. They could have released, um, they could have released a Pokemon Snap 2 on N64 as well, like they did with Pokemon Stadium 2, which would have introduced the gold and silver Pokemon, so all the Johto Pokemon. And then on GameCube, they totally could have put out 
one that had the Hoenn region, you know, like they could have just just done it region by region. Yeah. You know, in some yeah. ways I'm kind of glad that they don't do that. Cause I do like that. We're, we're, we're having a region here in the lentil region in Pokemon snap where you have Pokemon from all over. Yeah. Uh, which, you know, I would love to know the confluence of events that led to all these Pokemon that are native to other regions being in this region. But, uh, yeah. I'm not going to look too far into it. Cause when you start to do that, you start to become a grumpy old man. And I'm not going to do that with this game because this Wait game a is this wouldn't be here. This game is is supposed to be lighthearted fun, and that's what it delivers on. It's exactly what it is. It like we're in such a weird place right now where it is nice that we're like things are starting to slowly go back to normal with the vaccines being more readily available. But they're in the not United normal. States. In the United States, yes. In the United States, here things are slowly starting to go back to normal, but they're not. 100% normal and people are still stuck at home. It's been really kind of dark and morbid in the world. So this is just like a nice little, it, it kind of fills, it fills the same sort of niche that animal crossing did last exactly. year. Yeah. Uh, that's it. That's what I was thinking too, was animal crossing. I, I had never played an animal crossing before that had no interest in animal crossing. And now I have over a hundred hours in the newest animal crossing. Yeah. So, you know, it, that game definitely served its purpose and this one's coming in, you know, as Dustin said, sort of the, not the, quite the tail end, but we're approaching the tail end of people all staying home all the time. Cause as the, in the United States, at least more and more people are becoming vaccinated, yeah. fingers crossed vaccines become more available worldwide. Yeah. Cause I know we've got, I know we've got friends all over the world that, yeah. you know, I, I, I can't wait for them to get vaccinated so that they can, you know, start enjoying things the way they used to. Cause I yeah. know that I've even only, I've only been fully vaccinated for a couple of weeks and yeah. I'm already much happier. It, it's it's important to to get there to where people can get out there. So shout out to everyone all over the world that's still waiting on their vaccine. I'm, yeah, I'm we're hoping, very hoping for you guys to get that soon. We're very fortunate to be able to say that we have gotten vaccinated and not everybody can. So yeah, like Jeff said, hopefully the vaccines start to roll out everywhere soon because it's definitely I'm in the same boat. I feel like I do feel like a little bit of weight has been lifted off my shoulders of like just the constant fear. Right. So with that, like already uplifting feeling that we're getting, this game comes out and it yeah. is just, just, you know, I mean, there's, you get the nostalgia of yeah. the original Pokemon snap combined with just really fun, chill gameplay. This, this is like remarkably low pressure gaming. <laughs> You know, it, it, it's like taking pictures. I mean, that's what yeah. it is. So, you know. And it's all the different <laughs> environments, too. Like, it's so cool. You're just, like, getting to... And we're not traveling, really. Like, nobody's traveling. So you're getting to go to, like, these cool parks and, like, the desert. And there's the beach and stuff like that. Where, like, tropical places where I'm sure most people really aren't getting to do that stuff right now. So it's really cool. But, like, it's the same thing that happened with the Microsoft Flight Simulator. Like, a lot of people were, like... Ooh, I can fly home in this game because yes. they weren't getting to travel. So uh, yeah, really I mean, cool. so yeah, there's a little bit of that, uh, you know, wish fulfillment thing, getting to go experience yeah. environments and things that you haven't been able to for a little while. So the, that's why I've been liking the beach so much. So far. <laughs> you can just keep going back and rolling through that beach level and over, yeah. over and over again. Exactly. <laughs> uh, so I did want to like just kind of run through some general things that you talk about with video games, kind of get your first impressions. Uh, this is not technically a review uh, because Dustin and I have not beaten the game yet. So, you know, I, I personally 
overall, I think there are games that you can give a review on without having completely beaten the game. But then there's games that I, I imagine Pokemon Snap is one of those where the game is just not long enough to warrant, you know, taking the shortcut and not actually finishing the game before reviewing. So we're calling these our first impressions because I can't imagine that the game is so long that, uh, you know, <laughs> we, we can just skip to the end and say what our thoughts are, you know? Yeah, we haven't even seen all the Pokemon, too. So it'd be I think it'd be doing a disservice to not at least get to see everything and share opinions. Plus, it gives, you know, we're not, like, spoiling everything for everybody, too, if we have anything that we want to say that maybe there's a Pokemon that shows up that hadn't been shown in commercials or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, and I'll say with the, the video that we have running here, this is all in the first three hours of the game, uh, and I repeat some of the tracks a few times, so, you know, you're not getting any major spoilers. Uh, in fact, I think that the, the coolest thing you'll see in, in the video is the first Lumina route, which they that's also revealed ahead of trailers, time. Yeah. So that's not going to be a big surprise for anyone there either. Uh, but, so first thing I wanted to talk about was graphics. What do you think, Dustin? It looks great. Um, I don't really have any complaints. I think it definitely looks better when you're out on the tram, like taking photos of the Pokemon, then the human, some of the human characters look kind of wonky to me. Like, Agreed. They, I feel like the coloring looks kind of off, especially on Rita. Like there's some, like, I don't know. Something about her looks like a, makes her look like a toy. They have sort of a plastic look to them, all of yeah. them. And there's a certain level of rigidity to their movements that, I mean, they're just not the focus of the game. So like, you yeah. know, I can't imagine they spent, too much of their resources on the human characters. Uh, I would have liked, you know, that they did, but I'm not overly broken up that they didn't. Yeah. So if you've never played Pokemon snap or haven't played this game and have no idea what we're talking about, it's basically, you, there's just like a hub world where you go to and the other characters like pop up for you to talk to. You see your character very rarely in those situations. So it's like, They'll just be standing there giving you dialogue and they'll either actually be talking or it'll just be text on the bottom. And that's what we're talking about when it shows those human characters. They just look kind of kind of funny there. They look a little bit better in the like cutscenes with the actual like where they voice. move. Yeah. <laughs> uh so I mean that's yeah, all those characters aside, I think the Pokemon look great. Pokemon uh, especially when you're out taking the photos, like you said. I, I do have an issue, and I noticed this on the stream last night, when you're selecting the photos that you want to submit to the professor for him to review. Why is it that the preview photos are so pixelated? Yeah, I've noticed that as well, too. It's like hard to know if it's like I had a photo recently of a Cradilly and Cradily, however you pronounce it. And it looked kind of it looked kind of funny in the thing, but it was a higher rated photo than the one I had before. So I was like, all right, cool. Yeah. Cradily, more like crap lily. <laughs> uh, I don't actually mean that. <laughs> it's no armaldo it's you know. no armaldo that's a fact <laughs> but uh in any case i think that the pokemon look good in the overworld in fact i think that they look better in this than they do in sword and shield yeah uh and and i think in, in large part that's going to be because they designed these sprites to you're going to be up close on them you're zooming in so they have to be a little higher detail yeah, like i think you're right in the face of Waylord at one point, like yeah. literally. So let's <laughs> just smack dab in the face. Uh, but uh, I think that while the Pokemon look great, I, I do think this is a game that is like 
it looks good in comparison to other Pokemon games, and certainly in comparison to original Pokemon Snap. But I am under no delusion that this is a great graphical game. I honestly, there's better looking games on the Switch, so I don't, I don't know, you know, I don't know what it is with the Pokemon Company in general. I just, I feel like they struggle to make graphical leaps from game to game, and like honestly, I like, you know, I Breath of the Wild. Is, you know, you would think that game came out much earlier. You know, they they should have a better idea how to program for the graphics in this game because you know more time has passed. They've learned how the, how the console works, how to program for it, and I just feel like we're not quite there yet. I mean, it's not bad. Like we said, the, the Pokemon look cool, and it doesn't take away from the game too much for me. I would like it to. I would like to see more. Like you know, I I don't feel as harshly i don't think it's towards them like i actually think it looks pretty pretty good um but i think a lot of the limitations is just the console itself and i think that's a big part is that the the switch um it just really isn't that powerful of a console if you think about it so it's they can only do so much with that but i'm not gonna sit here now also act like the pokemon company is like every time a new pokemon game comes out they're like pushing the limit and yeah making all these like groundbreaking uh like groundbreaking for lack of a better word evolutions to the series <laughs> nice good pun yeah. Dustin. <laughs> uh the next thing i wanted to touch on was the music in the game uh i feel like music is a big part of every pokemon game and it's always worth talking about it uh i personally feel like the music in new pokemon snap is you know, upbeat and catchy enough yeah. that it I enjoy it, but it also does that thing that is so great about every Pokemon game that the music loops unending, but in a way that doesn't become annoying. Like I don't know what it is about the music, how they like they write it just yeah. in such a way that you're aware of the music, you hear it, uh, it gets stuck in your head, but you also don't hate it. And the only exception to that rule is Lavender Town, uh, where the music gets stuck in your head and you hate it. <laughs> I literally, it's so funny because I literally, like, as soon as you started talking about the music and, like, it getting stuck in your head, it was the battle theme for me. It is just playing on loop now in my head. But, but, you, um, don't, you, yeah. but you don't hate it. Am I, I right? I don't. I love it. <laughs> the Pokemon battle theme song is perfect. Okay. So, um, for me, the music in this is, yeah, like you said, I don't dislike any of it. Um, but because of the it just looping in the background, I kind of just zone out on it. Like, it at a certain point, I just don't even hear it anymore. Like I'm just playing the game and like, don't even really realize that there's music playing in the background, but I would, I'd like to add as well too to the music since we're on that part of it, the creature sounds are really good as well too. Yes. Yes. Very good point, Dustin. Uh, that's a big complaint that I have had with every other Pokemon game that they just don't do a good job making sounds for the creatures. Like if you're not going to make them say their names, I'm fine with that. I, they don't have to say their names. I always thought that was a weird choice that they did that for the show, but at least give me some actual sounds and not, uh, you know, weird, you know, eight bit screeches, you know, and I think they've done a good job giving them the kind of uh, noises that those creatures would actually make. So, and then also what I was going to say, um, what's the name of the, the like ring flower thing that like floats around. It like looks like a lay. Oh, uh, Comfey? Uh, yeah, Comfey that's, like, floating around or whatever in that field and, like, the 
really pretty garden you go to yeah sounds exactly like it does in detective pikachu the movie yeah and i was like that was super cool that it was like i went in there i'm like wait what that sounds so familiar and it yeah i just thought it was really cool that well and i I, I think and you know the noises that they make like we already said are you know they, they match the creatures pretty well but that's actually one of the things that i like best about this game is that uh you get to hear the pokemon make sounds that you haven't heard them make before and it almost makes them more "quote unquote" realistic. Exactly. It uh, makes them feel like a more a like real a, animal, like an animal. Like hearing char- the noises that they have Charmander make in this game are believable as noises that a, a, a pretty big lizard would make. Yeah. There, as opposed to saying Charmander. Yeah, or like <laughs> Whalemer. When you see Whalemer underwater, too, it's it makes like, whale noises. Like a whale. Yeah. Yes. Perfect. Really cool. Do that. Yeah. <laughs> Do that in Sword and Shield. Give me that. I'll be okay with that. They did a really good job with the. <laughs> the sounds and I think the music it like you said it's really like it's really good and it doesn't get in the way of anything like there's never a point where I'm like really distracted by how annoying the music is it's just there it puts me in the zone I'm just going around taking photos of Pokemon I've been replaying I've probably replayed every level so far at least three two to three times if not more so it's like and when I say every level, I mean every level I've unlocked. I have not beaten this game yet, like we said, but um, I'm not getting tired of any of the music. Same, same. Uh, so let's move on to the next thing I wanted to talk about, which was the characters. We touched on them a little earlier about how they look graphically. Are these characters doing anything for you? Um, Not really. None of them are like offensively bad to where i hate them except with the exception of the other little kid that kind of shows up he just kind of annoys me yeah get out of here phil i do not need you (laughs) um this is like light spoilers but if you're watching the video anyways uh todd shows up and i thought that was really cool i did think that was really cool i did wonder like you know is that is that a reveal or you know I mean, I, I, I think, think everyone so. who played original Pokemon Snap probably anticipated Todd would show up in one capacity I, or see, another. I didn't, I wasn't sure. I was not sure if he was going to be involved. So for me, I was like, oh, sweet. There's Todd. I thought that it would at least be referenced. Like, you know, the thing that I can't remember, is Professor Mirror the same professor from the first game? No, it was Professor Oak. Okay, I thought game. so. Okay, yeah. yeah. So... You know, because they keep, I guess maybe that's who Professor Mir is referencing. He says, oh, I had a, fr- well, a friend help me come up with this. And I thought he was referring to Todd, but I suppose it might have been Professor Oak. Yeah. Yeah. And then they, at first when they started making references, I guess light story spoilers, but about the like character who had come there before or like done this before. I didn't know that they were talking about someone that was like, a, it was like a hundred years, years ago. Or whatever. And yeah. I don't know if that counts as spoilers again. That's like the... It's in the first. It's the first five minutes of the game that yeah. they talk about. That. <laughs> yeah. So if you plan on playing this game, you're that. That's really not a spoiler for you, but. Yeah, I mean, that's, I would at least give that warning. Um, yeah, the, I don't. Uh, that's kind of the impetus of this research is that you know there's all these legends about Pokemon in this region, and a lot of it was you know stuff that was uh, written about about this you know adventurer who wrote down all his adventures and you know, that's who they're talking about. He's the inspiration and the reason behind the research that this professor is doing because he believes all the legends are true. Yeah. And so of course all the legends are true. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Wouldn't make, wouldn't make any sense for a Pokemon game if they weren't true. 
but as far as the characters go, I don't think there's, I mean, there's not a lot to them. You know, you no. have Rita, who's the professor's assistant. And uh, I think that, you know, honestly, they just felt like they wanted another character. Because, yeah. you know, she basically does the tutorial well, stuff when the professor isn't doing tutorial stuff. I thought she was essentially, like, the rival character. Of, well, that's like, what I, I thought it was going to be, this. too. And then they introduce another rival character. And I that's was like, Phil. Hmm. And Phil, yeah. Phil's just loud. Although, I got to yeah. say that the voice actor for Phil sounds super familiar to me. And I'll need to look that up. I um, honestly can't even, like, remember any of the voice acting in this game at right now like how good or bad it is in fact i think that the voice actor for phil is uh the voice actor for kilua in uh hunter hunter oh okay look that up for me dustin while i'm moving on to the next topic let's take a look here (laughs) uh well i guess we were i was going to talk about the voice acting i i don't know that the voice acting was necessary in general uh i i thought it was just at least going to be the whole time i didn't know that they were going to do the text uh boxes for like specific scenes um i i've never super been a fan of that like if you're gonna commit to doing voice acting just do voice acting for the whole time that's my thing like even in even in persona half five, yeah even in persona 5 i absolutely love that game but it does the same thing like they do the exact same thing and now i know that this is not a, a super narrative driven game so maybe they thought that like that would not be worth the investment to go fully voiced all the way through. But as much as the music doesn't get repetitive and annoying, the things that the professor says every time you submit a photo do get repetitive and annoying. And I think that if they had just recorded more dialogue, you know, more lines for the professor at the very least to give a little more variety, you know, overall, I think that would be better. Yeah. Sorry. I'm trying to, look and see here imdb is really complicated because yeah, they, they list the japanese, japanese and then i can't i also don't know if they're like throwing in i don't think so i think it's but i do from what i'm seeing it's actually the same voice actor as gone oh you know what no it, it is gone i knew it was from hunter hunter <laughs> but yes you were right same voice actor from hunter hunter it's just gone just gone not kilo or hairstyle if you think yep. about it Griffin Burns, Ethan shouts out in the chat. Is that uh, is that the name you got there, Dustin? For the voice actor that plays the kid, uh, I got <laughs> I got an Erica Mendez. Is what I and see. That, that sounded more familiar to me because I thought it was a, a woman that voice that voiced both those characters. Anyways, yeah, uh, voice acting could be better. There's no fine. reason it's fine, but like there's no reason to go like either. Don't give me any voices or give me fully voiced dialogue the half measure stuff is is just weak it, it basically is just anime voice acting like a lot of the voice actors if you look through the list uh are essentially oh yeah and they're good voice actors awesome. you know so like i don't know why you wouldn't just give them a more substantial like thing but uh it's fine the game's not about that like we said the characters the human characters are basically just so you have someone to talk to between missions yeah they're the <laughs> ones who give you different like mission slash um uh research things to do or whatever they're called uh that's not what the word i'm looking for yeah i mean there's there's the, research tasks and uh the uh uh the lend talk thing 
Yeah, that's what that's yeah, what I was trying to think request, of. Like, request, like, hey, there's that's the word we're yes, for. the request. There's like a Pokemon that's doing this thing. Can you get a photo of it? I've heard that this Pokemon does something pretty cool when you do this. Can you go try that? And then you go try that, and sure enough, it does exactly what they said it would. <laughs> Thank you, Harry. Requests or challenges? Yeah. So, uh, let's get into the gameplay here a little bit because obviously that's the most important thing in this game. Because there's uh, a lot of it. There's a lot of it, and you know they. Uh, I the first thing I wanted to touch on was the controls. Uh, they obviously the game is on rails again, just like it was on the original Pokemon Snap. How do you feel about that? Fine. Um, it. I think the game would be a little too easy if it wasn't on rails, because then you could like literally just go try to get the perfect photo. It does make it so you have to replay through the levels more to get the the right photo. Sometimes it's frustrating, but at the same time, it's like, whatever, maybe I'll get a good photo of a different Pokemon on this run. So I, I think that they, you know, I don't even remember if they said this, but my head canon for it is that the justification for why it's on rails is because uh, they you're going to natural habitats and your goal is to not mess up the natural habitats. Yeah. So they have you go on these set paths. That's my mental justification for it. I don't know if they said that in game or not. I honestly don't I'm, remember. I don't know if they do, but also at the same time, it's like, I feel like it would add another complication in general anyways, because like this time you're not having to worry about moving around. You're just aiming and then taking the photo. So, yeah. so like I'm Dustin, totally okay with it. Like Dustin said, it does make for a lot more replayability because you, you're going to have to run through the same route multiple times yeah. in order to get the shot you're looking for, uh, which adds to the length of the game. So as long as you're having fun with the actual mechanics yeah. of the game, that's not so, so much a bad thing. Uh, it is like every time I miss a shot, like, or like I turn at the last second and see a Pokemon that I really wish that I had noticed earlier so I could have lined up a better shot for it. My first thought is always, man, I wish I could, you know, go back up a little bit and, and do that again. Uh, but of course you can't. <laughs> I, I would say one thing for the gameplay that I don't necessarily love is when you're trying to get a picture of a specific Pokemon and sometimes it doesn't register that that's the Pokemon you're trying to take a photo of. 100%. And it'll get either one in the background or just won't read that Pokemon at all. I had a... I won't really go into spoilers for it. It's not like a story thing, but it's like a, one of those um, requests or challenges where you have to get a Pokemon doing a certain thing. And I got the Pokemon to do the thing and I went to take the photo. And at the end of it, I was like, where's that photo? And I go and look and it's just in my like random photos or whatever yeah. just one of them actually no, no one that didn't have a subject yeah. or something like that yeah and it's yeah. like dude i got the picture of the pokemon i just didn't scan the pokemon in the photo so that was That's, a little annoying. that is frustrating especially since a lot of the coolest poses or coolest like events that the pokemon do like you, that you trigger are with other pokemon yeah and so like uh you know if you're trying to get a shot of this pokemon but you're you scrolled over the other one first it doesn't necessarily automatically switch to the one that you want. You have to like wait and make sure that it's yeah. on the right one. And you know, often you miss the shot that you wanted. A good example of that is literally in the first episode with the group or first mission with the Grookey and the Pichu. Yep. You know, that you're like trying to get a picture of one or the other and it's hard to get the one that you want sometimes. One that's actually on the screen right now that I was frustrated with in the first missions is like the night the nighttime one there's a pincer that is buried in the ground and oh yeah have, it took me a little while now you have one. to get it to wake up but by the time it like jumps out of the ground 
you are right on it. Like there's yeah. not enough time, you know, and like, and that's just with one Pokemon. Uh, but you know, my frustration with that is that sometimes that these events take just a hair too long to trigger. And then it's, I mean, maybe that's kind of the point. It's supposed to be really hard to get a cool shot. But, but what I ended up with was a bunch of pictures of just like Pincer's face right up in front I'm, of the camera. I have a lot of those too. <laughs> I'm looking at your uh, gameplay now and I do love the picture of the Grookey and the Pichu sleeping with the Tartara. Isn't that great? So cute. Adorable. Hashtag yeah. Grookey gang. <laughs> Hashtag not Grookey gang. I took whatever. a picture of the Score Bunny too. I got a good picture of the Score Bunny. I got a couple good ones of that too. <laughs> um, but yeah, so the actual controls of the game, you know... Uh, Sometimes I feel like your camera doesn't pan fast enough, and I don't think you they can do. Ad- you can adjust the speed. That's what I was going to say. Is they don't do a great job of telling you that you can adjust yeah. that speed. It's like a little... I, yeah, It shows up as like a tip, you know, before... I just went, I went into the options uh, later on, because you're right, they don't tell you. And I was trying to do something else, and I saw that. I'm like, oh, I can turn this up? Sweet. Because, yeah, it's really slow. Well, and really another, slow. another trick that I learned earlier today is that if you actually press the uh, arrow pad, if you press left arrow, it pans a full 90 degrees to the left. If you oh. press the up arrow, it uh, goes back to center. And if you press the right arrow, it goes 90 degrees to the right. And it does okay. like, almost That's instantaneously. So if you really know, like, <clears throat> okay, I need to take, take a picture of, you know, Dodrio here on the right, but I know as soon as yeah. I get past the Dodrio, I got to quickly turn because Pachirisu, no, no, sorry, Emolga, Emolga's flying at yeah. you. You know, you can press the up arrow and pan right back around to the front. So that that is uh, that is a, a tip. <laughs> and yeah, that, they, don't, um, they didn't tell me in the game. I just happened to press the button. Speaking of, <laughs> I had a hard time with that Emolga one for a while. Because it just kind of like pops up out of nowhere. And then you're like frantically trying to like rotate around to find it's, where it's it goes. Flying, and then it's like, oh, it's gone. Is it going to come back? Yeah. And then yeah, uh, so. and then it does. But by then you've already turned to look at another Pokemon. Uh Saying saying all of that though, like the gameplay and everything like that, it works fine. Like I don't really have yes. an issue. I I think my biggest issue that I have has nothing to do with the game. It has to do with Nintendo itself, where I'll still sometimes push B accidentally instead of A because that's, that's not Nintendo's not... fault, Dustin. <laughs> no, well, just because like you know, at this point, I'm so used to every controller now. A X whatever is like the bottom button, so like just I always go to push it and. They're different on every console. <laughs> yeah, but it's there. It's Nintendo's fault. I got. I'm gonna fight you on that, Dustin, because the Super Nintendo. Yep, had a. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Had yeah. that before had Xbox, before PlayStation. So you know they had it first. So if you if you learned it anyway, it should have been the Nintendo way. <laughs> and it was. It honestly was for the longest time. <laughs> Harry agrees with me, even though he's just quoting me in the chat. <laughs> it's Nintendo's fault. Uh, Anyways. So the, as far as the controls go, like, you know, they uh, have a lot of the features that you are familiar with from the original Pokemon Snap. You've got, uh, you're throwing fruit. In this game, they're called Fluff Fruit. Okay, cool. I, I it's lighter know. than an apple. It's lighter than an apple is the whole point. I think they just say that so that you won't feel bad about beaning a Pokemon in the face yeah. with an apple. <laughs> Seriously. Uh you also throw Illumina orbs instead of in the original game, you threw like rocks, right? Yeah, I think so. It's been a long time. It's, I mean, it's been almost 20 years since I played Pokemon snap. Uh, but yeah, I remember you had two different things you could throw in the original game. You have two different things you can throw in this one. 
but the Illumina orbs are for making the Pokemon glow or for activating the uh, crystal blooms or you know whatever they're called. There's these, uh, there's these flowers in the game that light yeah. up when you hit them with the orbs, and it makes Pokemon do cool blooms stuff. Or- crystal blossoms or something like that so but I know you're those are the the two throne things they've also added some additional things like you can play a little tune you know a musical thing and a, you know sometimes it makes pokemon do things and other times it does nothing so i find it's myself constantly spamming it with every pokemon i see just to see is this one that, that does a dance Honestly, sometimes I forget that it's... Oh, Harry says it wasn't rocks, it was pester balls. Pester balls, that's the one. They're basically rocks, um, though, right? But um, <laughs> The rocks were definitely in the safari zone. <laughs> sometimes I forget about the uh, the music. Like, I use it... There are certain Pokemon that are like, oh, I should use music here. Like the Blossoms. Yeah. I used it on those, but I just sometimes I forget about it. And uh, let me guess, when you saw the Blossoms... You definitely your first thought was, oh, they dance in the in the movie, so obviously I should play yep. music for them, right? Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. That was my thought as well. I think uh, it's the movie that was before Pokemon two thousand. Yeah, right? the short the, the the short before Pokemon movie two thousand, which our review for that will be you know soonish. So be yeah, ready well for now that. we're in May, so it'll be sometime this. It's month. It's gonna be sometime this month. Uh, but yeah, so, and then the other thing that they have is the scan button which is the one that I forget about the most often. Obviously, there's points where it indicates on screen, hey, press the scan button because there's something you should be scanning. Crystal yep. Bloom, it's on the screen right now. The flower that I was talking about that lights up when you hit it, Crystal Bloom. Uh, and there's a different Crystal Bloom for every island. And uh, you know that's relevant to the actual gameplay. Uh, but anyways, the scan... I always forget to, that you can use that also to wake up Pokemon sometimes or make them do things because it like, you know, it's like it makes a high pitch frequency that causes some Pokemon to react to it, which gives you a chance to get, again, a different pose. Yeah. Because um, we didn't even talk about that, that there's there's a four star system and there's different poses that you're supposed to get for each Pokemon. Um, right. So there there'll be different reasons for that like he like jeff is saying with the scanning it can get a reaction out of them same thing with the music it'll get them to do a different pose the apples or fluff fruit so the scanning is also very important because it is how you unlock certain paths and routes uh yep. you'll you'll see the indicator will pop up so like you really shouldn't miss it uh but if you were really focused on taking a picture of a pokemon when the, the sometimes you just get there late yeah, you know, like sometimes, sometimes you miss it. a little bit too late. Uh, but it's not. I, I want to make it clear that that's it's not hard to scan them. It's not like a frustrating thing. It's just oh well, I'll, I'll run it back and do this one again, yep. so I can scan that thing. But you do that. The levels aren't particularly long either. Yeah, and which was interesting because I had heard from some people who had gotten it earlier. People, you know, getting preview copies and things like that, including uh, Joey Noel from uh, Kind of Funny, were complaining that some of the routes felt a little long especially the Illumina routes. Uh, and I've only done two of the Illumina routes so far, and I really didn't think they were that bad. I, I haven't think, really had an issue. I don't think any of them are overly too long. Uh, the Illumina routes are definitely the ones that come the closest to running too long for me, though, because on those routes, you only have one Pokemon that you're taking a picture of the entire time, at least so far. Maybe it changes as you go further along did you 
speaking of that, did you go back to do the first Illumina route at all since you've done it? No, I only did it the once so far. I'll go you back. Should, you should go back and do it. Okay. Well, I, I, I mean, I, I, I intend to. <laughs> no, I won't spoil it, but like, try, you specifically should go back and do it. Yeah, and Harry shouts out in the chat, long? Everything's three to five minutes. Yeah, I, I mean, was going to yeah. say, they all feel like they're about five minutes long. So I really don't Something. think they're too bad. The only time that it... Literally the only time I felt that a route was too long was when I ran out of photos, you know, before I got to the end of it. I, I literally did that right before our podcast on the one I was playing. I found a new route on one of the levels and I ran out of photos and I was like, well, this kind of sucks. I'm just like sitting there looking at these other yeah, Pokemon. So, but actually that's kind of a cool thing because it's only on the first time that you go through the route that that happens. If you run out of photos to take because you're limited to 72 per route again as a method of forcing you to replay things. <laughs> yep. uh you you have 72 photos if you run out on your first time through a route it lets you uh, lets you i'll put that in quotes ride the rest of the route so you can see what other pokemon are on this route uh so that when you go back again you'll know okay i, I need to save some photos for these things here at the end but yep. if it's not your first time going through the route it ends as soon as you run out of photos so you know it's only tedious that one time that you're like, oh, God, yeah. uh, man, I shouldn't have taken so many photos of Trap Inch at the beginning of this route. I took like 60 photos of Trap Inch. <laughs> well, they jump out of the sand. It's cool. I know. It was kind of cool, you know? <laughs> and that's another thing, too. I mean, I'm sure you're seeing that people are seeing it on the video. I'm not watching the same video as everybody. If, and then there's also audio listeners, but there is a day and night cycle. So you can go into levels again and there's different Pokemon. So, for example, the trap inch that Jeff is talking about is there's a desert level, and during the day, there's not a trap inch right at the beginning, but at night, there's, like, three trap inch that jump out of the sand right at the beginning. And it's cool that there's just different Pokemon. Yeah, and again, that adds for more replayability. I mean, when yep. especially before this came out, the thing that we were so focused on, Dustin and I, was how long is this game going to be? Is it going to be worth $60 for, like, the length and stuff? Because we loved the original Pokemon Snap, but... We probably, I mean, I, I certainly wasn't. Dustin probably wasn't paying for his own video games back then. Uh, and honestly, $60 for that game was probably not a fair price because the whole game was like five hours long. <laughs> I, think, I honestly think it was probably shorter than that. Yeah. But I mean, I'm, I'm being, I'm giving it, you know. Giving it a generous. Benefit of the doubt there. Yeah. Uh, and so when I hit five hours of playtime on this game, you know, already, I was like, Okay, here we go. This is, and I, yep. I could tell I have so much left to do. I've probably at this point played eight hours, nine hours of the game. I, I want to say I'm somewhere between six to eight hours. Um, it's re like it's the Switch's internal um system for telling you how long you played games kind of sucks. It's really when it's bad. a new game too, <laughs> especially because it only says like you started playing this two days ago. Like it doesn't tell me how much of it. So I, I, played. I know I started playing it two days ago. Uh, that doesn't help me answer the question I'm looking for though. I would say, yeah, <laughs> anywhere between five to eight hours is probably where I'm at of like consistent play time. And so by game. comparison to the original Pokemon snap, we've already gotten more out of this than we did, you know, the original playthrough from that. Yeah, I'm trying to remember how many levels there even was. Like, I know there was the first beach level. I want to say there was the seven. Cave, there was the volcano. There was the water level. There was the Mew level. And then I'm trying to remember if there's even another one other than those ones. Yes, there is an in-game clock, Harry has shouted out. Uh, so that is something we, we can go look up. 
Oh, ourselves. Well, yeah, <laughs> I'm going to look it up real quick while we're talking about this because I would love to know how much I've actually played. I'm going to assume it's you've in... looked it up. I will go look up mine. Uh, yeah. But so this is something I wanted to talk about. Uh, we were we were talking about the items that you get. How do you feel about them giving you the items in like sort of a piecemeal fashion that each time you go through a route, you get one more of your items to use. And sure. it's not um, always you get one more, but you know, what do you think about that? Is it too much think, forcing you to replay or no, I think it's a nice, it kind of has one of those things where you're going through a level and you're like, I feel like there's something else I can do here. I feel like there's a certain way to make this easier or get the shot. And then you like get an item that you can come back and try something later. So that's kind of, that's kind of nice. Um, I don't really mind it. I like that they're giving me more stuff to do just because it's like adding more stuff, but it does sometimes like having to go back through and take a picture of the, what'd you say the name of the flower Crystal was? Blooms. The, yeah. You have to go back through and like find it and take a photo of it. And well, and so this, this actually, this brings me to something I did want to talk about here in the gameplay section. Uh, one of the main focuses of this game is uh, Illumina Pokemon, which is a phenomenon that happens in this region, in the Lentil region, uh, and that is Pokemon that glow in the dark, basically. Yeah. And you get the Illumina orbs to throw at them by taking a picture of the Crystal Blooms while they're glowing, which only happens on the nighttime routes. So your first time through one of the routes during the daytime on an island you're not going to be able to do anything with the crystal blooms and you won't have the Illumina orbs. It's not until you come back the second time and go at night that you can possibly unlock the crystal blooms uh, for that island. Uh, what do you think of the Illumina Pokemon so far? Is it is it a cool feature? I think it's cool. Um, it's... It's this game's gimmick. If anybody's played any Pokemon mainline game, almost every game has a gimmick. That's what this is. It has the Illumina Pokemon. Um, it's cool to get the photos of them. It's cool that they'll do different poses. Like the Tangrowth, if you hit it with an Illumina Orb, it does something different. So, you know, it's it's kind of cool. 100% um, honesty, It's I don't think it's necessary, but it is story-related, so I'm fine with it. Yeah, like, I just don't know. Like, as far as gimmicks go for Pokemon games, this is by far the simplest gimmick. Yeah. Yeah. And nothing happens really. They just glow. They, they glow. Yeah. And, uh, you know, sometimes it causes them to do, like we said, different poses and things. Joe Drio jumps in the air. I think yeah. when you hit it, with yeah, there's like a couple different things that happen. So but, um, like it's, it's fun. It does, you know, yeah. it, I do get that momentary excitement when you get them to do a new pose. I was like, oh, yes, uh, snap, 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 snap. And then, you know, I've, I've wasted 10 photos and only one of them is actually any good. <laughs> yeah, they don't. Sometimes you think you're getting better photos than you are, for sure. Like, I do that a lot. I'm like, that's going to be a great photo. And I look at it and I'm like, oh, it was not a good photo. Um, also, to circle back, I found the internal clock and I'm at seven hours and 55 minutes. Now, granted, I sometimes leave my switch sitting there while doing other things without turning it off. And I was looking and it looks like the game clock just kind of runs. So. So yeah, you go to your space. Like if you go into the lab and then go to your go space, to my space, my space. Yeah. <laughs> if you go into the, your space, uh, tab, it just tells you right there. Oh yeah. Look play. at that. There it is. What do you got? Uh, for total playtime, seven hours, 34 minutes. Yeah. So we're like, I'd say we're roughly about the same amount of time 
probably played. But again, I just sometimes I set my switch down to do something or I run yeah. to do something while well, paused or And the other thing we noticed is that we did not do the routes in the same order, which is yeah. cool because it does give you some options uh, as you're progressing through the game that uh you know to like you've unlocked multiple new routes at the same time. Yeah. You can do them in whatever order you want. That's kind of cool. Uh so but back on the Illumina Pokemon, I think you know comparing it to other Pokemon game gimmicks is a little unfair because there's no way they could come up with something as cool as Mega Evolution. Mega Evolutions. Or frankly, even Z moves are, you know a cooler gimmick. <laughs> even though they're not my favorite gimmick, they're they're better than just glowing. Uh that being said, because of its simplicity, I do think this is the sort of thing that I could see them uh, adding in future Pokemon games that maybe you encounter, you know, Illumina Pokemon or get the opportunity to get one traded to you from someone visiting from a lent- the Lentil region or something like that. Uh, I think that would be a cool way to integrate Pokemon Snap more with future Pokemon titles. It It would be cool if maybe something happened like if there was more moves that were unlocked or something like that or if there was like i don't know it just i, it I, just, I think it would be as cool as like having a shiny sprite obviously you know yeah it would just be another another i just more so mean in this visual. game i feel like i feel like sometimes you just throw an illumina orb and it doesn't do anything yeah and, like, and that's true sometimes it doesn't do anything but they just blow uh what I usually say with uh, the Illumina things is that, you know, if if it's not doing something when I hit it with the Illumina orb, then I assume that there's a crystal bloom nearby that if I hit that with the Illumina orb, that might actually trigger the thing that the Pokemon will do. Because most of them have something that will happen if you trigger a crystal bloom near them. Yeah. Uh, so if the Illumina Orb doesn't work on them when you hit them with it, look for a Crystal Bloom nearby, and that could trigger something for that this Pokemon. Game, this game's surprisingly deep in that aspect of like all the little things that you have to try to get different types of po- like different pictures. Because again, the star rating system is for different poses. So some Pokemon you need to do certain things that you may not. You're just like thinking about it. Like, hey, maybe if I try this, it'll be cool. Like uh, in the uh, I think the desert level, like the Torchic, if you throw an apple, it like lights it on fire. And then yeah. that's a photo you can get, you know, like just little things like that. Or a fluff fruit, sorry. Throw a fluff fruit. Yeah, my uh, bad. The lighter apples. We did talk briefly earlier, but we'll, I wanted to get into that here with the rating system. Yeah. Uh, as Dustin mentioned, you get scores. And in addition to the scores, you also get stars for your photos. Uh and this is the most confusing thing in the game for me. Yeah, the stars aren't like based on the quality of your photo. It's just the four different poses. I think it's supposed to be an indicator of how hard it is to get that pose. Yeah, I think so too. But even then, sometimes like I will take something that I'm positive was like I it was multiple steps for me to get this Pokemon to do this pose and it'll still come out as a one star pose. And I'm like, what, what I... do we got to do? <laughs> or even sometimes you'll think the the photo is going to be higher rated than one that you already have that's in that spot. And then they, the professor scores it lower and you're like, what are you rating this on? Because I have the same Magikarp photo that's like 
a Magikarp jumping out of the water that was just one that I got. And I've gotten other ones that have like tried to get better ones and they're still way lower. I'm like, what? Yeah. How? It's unclear uh, exactly how it works, but that's the same way it was in the original Pokemon Snap where, you know, it's a, it's an AI that is grading the quality of your photography. Have you ever done the auto thing in this? Or do you just go through and select your photos every time? Oh, I always go through and select. Yeah, I guess yeah, I should try I've never, at some point. I I mean, I've never autoed either. I just go through and... Well, now, I I'm, like curious. To... now I'm curious if, if it would be more effective to auto-select your photos. Well, what Dustin's referring to is that there is an option when you're selecting your photos to show to the professor. Uh, you only get to select one per Pokemon. Yeah. And if you press you can the save auto button, the other photos to like your you can save them if you want to have them for your collection, but you won't get them scored. Yeah. Uh, but if you press auto, it selects photos for you. And so yeah, maybe I'll try that too. We're not sure if it makes it like is it more likely to get you good scores because it selects for you, or does it is it just random? <laughs> yeah, I don't even think about that as well. Like, I wonder if it affects any way of what the score is you're gonna get. Uh, I do like having the four star system and then, you know, get the scores within that because it again does add some more replayability. You're going to go through the same route multiple times, trying to get the Pokemon in different poses so that you get different stars, star ratings. And, you know, it does make it kind of for here. It does make it kind of like you'll be sitting there and you have two photos. Like let's say one of them is a one star and one of them is a three star but they're both really good photos. So you have to like, kind of be like, well, shoot, which one do I want more? Is which this going to be which better? Which one do I think is going to be the best score? Yeah. Or like, I already have a three-star photo. Is this three-star photo going to be better than that one and get me a higher score? Or is this one-star photo going to be better? I really There's been times that. where I've gotten really good three-star photos, but I don't have a one-star photo. And it's like not even a good one-star photo, but I just select it. So, so like, I have you need the one-star. One yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> uh, I was just thinking there was a, an article and I can't remember where I saw it. It was, you know, like it, it was like not a video game mag, you know, like magazine article. It was, you know, like uh, Newsweek or some such thing. And the article was uh, new Pokemon snap. Doesn't care about your avant garde photography. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Which I think is a great explanation for, how the rating system works is like you're not it's not grading you on having what realistically would be the coolest photo because like if you've ever taken a course on composition for photography or even like had it like a brief art class talk about it they don't usually want you to have the focus of your photo just smack dab in the middle of the photo. yeah they always want it off to the side off to a the little side bit. Like, have some something in the background have some depth of field you know like all, all that stuff not the professor professor mirror Wants your Pokemon right in the middle. Yep. <laughs> he wants your Machamp like dead center like this. He doesn't care if it's like off to the side like this or something. Yeah, it doesn't. And Or like one of the ones that I found the most frustrating was I encountered two Lycanrocs uh, fighting. Yes. And yes. I know that if I take the picture such that there's a Lycanroc on either side of the middle, that will look like the best photo. To me. And it's not. But it's not the best photo for Pokemon yep. Snap. Because if you don't have the Pokemon in the center, you are losing out on points, guys. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So center center your Pokemon when you take your photos for sure. Uh that I mean that like that's the easiest tip. But it, it yep. is funny to me. It's like, you know, 
Also try throwing pot fruit at everything just to see what the reaction is. This is not a game that is going to make you a better photographer. This is a game that's going to make you really good at centering your photos. (laughs) Um, uh, We talked a little bit earlier about how long the game is. It's, you know, how much time there is into it. We're both said we're almost eight hours in and I, I definitely still have more than half the game left to play. I was going to say, I feel like what I've heard too is it runs anywhere from 12 to 15 hours, depending on like the replayability. Because if, as we've said multiple times, we've been replaying the levels a lot. Yeah, That's part of the game. I and if you're not good, myself, you're going to have to replay yeah. the levels a lot. And, you know, maybe I'm just not good. <laughs> I, e- I easily see myself putting upwards of 50 hours into this game, just trying to get better photos and trying to like outdo what I have and stuff like that. I'm not competitive against like online. I don't care what my rankings are online. I do want but you I to care. check the online rankings. Cause I think it won't oh, show me your rankings until after you've looked at the online rankings. Yeah. I'll totally look <laughs> at them. Um, but I just mean like, I'm not one who's going to be like, Oh man, I hope I get into the top hundred or something like that. I last I checked was 45,000th in the world. Let's see. <laughs> how do you even, how do you check it? That's in your lab. Okay. Uh, oh, is your it space, internet? and then internet, and then it's the option for rankings. Uh, but yeah, so we got plenty of time left. So I do think that this game I'll is substantial uh, in compare, certainly in comparison to the original Pokemon Snap. Uh, I'm anticipating anywhere between you know 15 to 20 hours probably on this game. We'll see because that that'll be the real test for the quality of this game. Is after I've beaten the game, quote unquote, you know, rolled credits and all that. How driven am I to keep coming back and taking more photos? If I am driven to keep doing that, then, you know, that will mean that this game is onto something with me. And, you know, uh, I'm, I'm hoping that I feel that way come the end of it. Uh, yeah, I so far, I feel like I'll be in this for a little while. But also, we just entered May. We're recording this on May 1st. And on May 7th, Resident Evil Village comes out on May 14th, Mass Effect uh legendary legendary yeah legendary edition comes out um so yeah i'll i'll be playing this but i don't know if i'll be playing it as much as i yeah well and on that note if you want to watch someone stream resident evil uh follow dustin on twitch he'll be streaming that if you want to watch someone stream mass effect legendary edition you can follow both of us because i imagine both of us will end up streaming (laughs) yeah i'll i might stream mass effect i'm also like this is not a mass effect podcast but i am a huge mass effect fan so i kind of just want to like just like dive dive into that game yeah Yeah. i promised i promised a uh, follower on my channel that i would stream mass effect legendary edition because mass effect 2 is my favorite game of all time uh so uh, i'm gonna make good on that promise (laughs) but back to pokemon uh the replayability in this game so far seems pretty good uh i would I would absolutely say it's a high for me. Like I, with how many times I've replayed that first park level, I already almost know that level like the back of my hand. I think it just being so short is, you know, going to be like each route being so short is going to be yeah. the reason why it's so replayable. Like, like almost like a, uh, if I could compare it to something completely unrelated, civilization computer games. Uh, if you've never played those, those are turn-based strategy games. And the common thing with everyone who's ever played a Civ game is one more turn. Every time you finish your turn, you're like, well, I could do one more turn because each turn is only going to take you a few minutes. And that's how I feel with these routes. Each time I go through it, I'm like, well, I mean, I can spare another five minutes. I'll go do another I, route. 
three hours later. (laughs) I have a running joke with two of my buddies that I I have a text chat group with and like we chat about games and stuff like that. But when we used to play games more together all the time, it was always one more game, one more game. Yeah, one more game. (laughs) And with the roots being so short, I really do feel like that's going to be the thing with Pokemon, new Pokemon Snap. You know, I literally did it right before this episode. I picked it up and I was like, I've got time for a, a route real quick. And it maybe took me three to five minutes to do it. So it's so easy to pick I, it up. I do think the replayability is high on this, which is fantastic. Yeah. Um, and then we, we touched on the online rankings. Did you did you see what your ranking was, Dustin? No, it was taking a while to load. Um, I'm also like not super close to my router, but also at the same time, I think it's because it's the first time I'm opening it. So it like hadn't loaded yet. It just says you, but then it doesn't give me a score of anybody else. Hmm, that's weird. So I wonder. I mean, it like gives me like the top person and go so to my you friend. can you can switch to you. You can go to uh, friends, and it'll show you your place among your, your all your friends. Uh, last I checked, uh, Caesar and Zyger were both ahead of me in Pokemon Snap. <laughs> oh, you're ahead of Zyger now. Don't worry. Aha! About it. Take that, Zyger. <laughs> um, let's see my. My total Pokedex score is 632,129, and you are above that. Whoa, look at us. Let's see. Big scores. You are you are 668,926. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, Caesar is higher than us for sure. So the reason I wanted to bring up the rankings, in addition to bragging about me being ahead of you, uh, <laughs> was that I wanted to ask, does this add anything to you in terms of replayability for the game? Do you think this is something that will drive you at all? Not not really. Like I said, I don't really care about rankings, but I might try and fool around a little bit with the photo editing and upload some photos that I think are cool because I think there could be some cool photos that and I don't I wouldn't mind sharing them. I did the same thing in Assassin's Creed and the Assassin's Creed games, the most recent ones, you can get some cool photos and you can like I think it's like you hit a button to just share them. And when people go to that area, they can see that photo. And And I know photo mode is something that a lot of people really love in games these days. I've never really gotten into it myself because I, I kind of feel like uh, as, whatever photo I'm going to show is someone else has already taken this exact photo. As, as a winner of PS, I love you XOXO's photo mode challenge one week. I can say sometimes it's really fun. <laughs> Shout out to kind of funny's PS. I love you XOXO. Great podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that kind of funny for those who don't know is how Dustin and I met. We're both fans of that show. Then. <laughs> Course, also, uh, congratulations to Greg and Jen, by the way. Yeah, recording they're, they're this right baby. after they announced they're having a baby. Fantastic. <laughs> uh, the other thing I wanted to ask about was, have you browsed anyone else's photo collections so far? I, I just looked a little bit while we were talking about that through, and there were some pretty cool photos. Um, I might look at them just to get some inspiration for like, oh, that's a cool idea. Maybe I'll get a similar photo to that. So or... that's, that's what I was thinking is I'm going to go through and see like, okay, now they did something to get this pose. So that means yeah. I there's something I haven't yeah. tried yet and I'll go back and, and retry those things. Yeah. There's things too. Like I'm slowly trying to figure out um, as well, even like just to get the uh, requests completed. Like for example, there's the one it's like, Oh yeah, there's a sleeping Arbok in this tree. Maybe there's a way to get it out of the tree. And I'm like, okay, now I have to figure that out. So like I have to go back and do like replay levels to try to get those photos. I decided I wasn't going to focus on doing the requests until after I had gone through and done all the routes because I I started doing the requests and then I was like oh yeah we have a podcast I should probably play through as many levels as I can and that, that was my thinking is like okay I need to get open unlock as many things as I can so yep. I know know what I'm talking about uh 
Okay, so that's all the stuff on the gameplay. I just so now some just like you know fun questions. What's the yeah. favorite Pokemon you've seen so far that is not like a major spoiler? Well, there's no <laughs> Scyther so far for me, so that's a bummer. Um, let's see. I saw a Pokemon that immediately made me think of you. Hmm. In the volcano level. I have not gotten to the volcano level yet, but I'm excited You've for that. You definitely unlocked the volcano level, right? So I have the desert night and day. Or yeah, day and night, and that's it so far on that area. Because oh, okay. I went so, I yeah, went you haven't the... scanned the thing that you have to scan to unlock the volcano level. No, not yet. So I went the ocean route first. So I have the the reef or like the beach, the reef, and then the underwater. And then I went to the well, desert. When you do the volcano level, you're gonna see this Pokemon and be like that's the one that Jeff saw and immediately thought of me. Guaranteed. Yeah. Um, so what is your favorite so far? So far, let's see. What is my favorite Pokemon so far that I have taken a photo of in the game? I have to think about, like, of these Pokemon, what's my favorite Pokemon? Um, I really like getting the pictures with the, uh, like, any of the score bunnies sleeping on Torterra. I like that those. That was a good one. Um, I was a big fan of also just like the Sylveon being there. I thought that was cool. And then like in the grass, there's like a part where you go through the garden. And if you like throw a, throw one of the Illumina orbs or whatever, there's actually a Sylveon like hiding in the grass. I was oh, like, oh so that's yeah, cool. I haven't seen that yet. So yeah. that that's now I know I need to go back and do that route one more time. And it blends into the flowers. Cause there's yeah. a bunch of pink flowers and I didn't even know. I just threw it and it hit it or I scanned. And then it said there was a Sylveon or something like that. So that's pretty cool. Uh, I would say my favorite Pokemon that I've taken a picture of so far was Tyrantrum. Mm. Uh, which, I mean, <laughs> that's, I think, is in the uh, level that you haven't done yet. So, you know. Yeah. But uh, uh, I'm not counting that as a spoiler because you're not going to be able to miss them. Yeah. <laughs> but, also, I just got, like I said, right before this, too, I finally found Squirtle and I was really stoked about that. Yeah, so that's that's my favorite that I've seen so far was Tyrantrum. But I think uh, my favorite moment in this game so far, and I don't know what triggered it, so I, I otherwise I would tell you, on one of the early maps, I you know came across, I saw a Heracross. I was like, oh, this was at nighttime. I was like, oh, Heracross, I haven't taken a picture of that yet. Boom, snap a picture. And then I see just off the, to the side, Pinsir. Oh, man, you know, quick, snap a picture. And then I'm like, Oh my god, that's right. Heracross and Pinsir hate each other. These Pokemon are 100% about to fight. And Bitter sure rivals. enough, they did. And then it's so like there, there's this cool like fight. And I got all sorts of great great photos you know, that I snapped. Well, I thought they were cool photos uh, of the fight. Uh, and I don't know what triggered it. Because the next time I, I did a... the nighttime route on that, it didn't happen. So I, I got a thing... Um like a request or a thing saying something about another Pokemon showing up in the night level. And I'm pretty sure it's the Heracross thing. So I think you get a request for it because I yeah, haven't gone. Why wasn't it? Why didn't it happen again when I retried I the know. same, you know, level? I haven't, I haven't gone back yet to do it. And I'm wondering if it's like a one-time thing or if it's like every once in a while it happens. Well, I guess we'll find out. Yeah. I haven't, I haven't seen the Heracross yet. Like so, I went through that level a bunch trying to find it. Harry shouts out that when you replay a level, the Pokemon are sometimes slightly different. So like each time yep. you play it, they're, the Pokemon might be in a slightly different location or there may or even be Pokemon just a few altogether, different yeah. Pokemon altogether, which is pretty cool. Like like I said, that Squirtle, I'd played through that level a few times. And then this most recent time, um, there was a Squirtle there. So 
I thought that was super cool. I really like that. I like the way that the levels change. Have you had any challenges like like that you had to solve like a sort of a puzzle to get a Pokemon to do something that you thought was pretty cool? Um, let's see. Nothing so far as cool as like evolving the Magikarp into Gyarados or evolving Slowpoke into Slowbro for me yet. Like in the original? Yeah, like in the have original. You, have you evolved any Pokemon yet? No. Yeah, me but I do, I do like the the one that you were talking about earlier with the pincer, where you have to get the pincer out of the ground. I thought that was... Uh, granted, the window to get the photo sucks, but that was pretty cool to like have to get the pincer out of the ground. Because that was one where I was like, what is it telling me to do here? Like, what do I need to do? And then you can get a pencil. I don't know out. if it was like a, like exactly a puzzle, but uh, I saw on one run through, through like the foggy forest level, there's a deerling uh, that you, that you can't really like, it's hiding from you. But if you hit the crystal bloom with an illumina orb, the deerling will come to that flower, right? But not really okay. close enough that you can get a good photo of it. You're still pretty far away. As you continue traveling, there's another crystal bloom. If you hit that one, now the deerling comes around to that one. And there's like three of these. And by the time you get it to the third one, it's close enough that you can get a better uh, photo. Okay. One. So I was like, okay, so that's some of the cool stuff that, that yeah. they're doing in this, that, you know, it is possible just because you see a Pokemon really far away. There's probably a way to get it closer to you. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's pretty cool. Yeah. There's, um, there's a couple, couple cool ones. Like, I don't know if I would say really any of them are like my favorite or anything like that yet, but like even the one where the who, who, the hoodoo where it's like, Oh, uh, like you very rarely see both of its feet. So if you like hit it with the fluff fruit, it like moves a little bit. So its foot is out and you can take a photo. So you get the other foot in there as well too. And I thought that was cool. Which I think is cool because I've, I've never been entirely positive that Hoot Hoot had two feet. Right. (laughs) Uh, Harry, Harry in the live chat says he doesn't think that you can evolve any of the Pokemon in this game. So that's true. That it's kind of a bummer. Yeah. I wasn't sure maybe that was something that they say for the higher research levels that you can finally do something that will cause them to evolve uh, or not. I just want a Gyarados to pop out of the the waterfall. In the, in the, in, I, think, I think that there's a way in the Whirlpool on the Coral Reef level. Yes, I've been like throwing stuff in there. Because like... I, I, I've noticed each time you throw a Fluffroot into the middle of the Whirlpool, Magikarp jumps out higher than yeah. it did the previous time. So I'm wondering if maybe there's like, if I get enough in there, Magikarp finally just evolves. I don't know. Uh, oh, <laughs> Harry has shared something in chat. Uh, no Pokemon Snap, no evolutions is <laughs> from comicbook.com. Take it with a grain of salt because it is comicbook.com. But, uh, well, you know, this is this does bring me to the last question I had on it. Do you have any dislikes? Boom. No evolutions <laughs> is a dislike. <laughs> This would be it so far. Because, like, yeah, I like the, you know, evolving into Charizard and stuff like that was really cool. But we'll see. I mean, um, if we don't have the evolutions, I'm not... It doesn't ruin my enjoyment of the game. It's just, it is one thing that would be kind of a... I don't know if it would ruin down. it, but it, it would be something that I would be like, eh, like, come on, guys, that was in the first game. Yeah. Um, when, we were, when we were thinking about the puzzles that we remember from the first game, the first two that came to Dustin's mind were evolutions. Yep. Yep. Evolving <laughs> Slowpoke into Slowbro and then evolving um, uh, Magikarp into Gyarados. Are the and two I always think of the Charizard. evolving the Charmeleon into Charizard. That one's good too. Uh, um, so 
In terms of things that I dislike in this game, I, I do have some things that are, like, rather annoying. I think I've touched on most of those, though. Like, trying to get a picture of a Pokemon and then not scanning that Pokemon so it takes a picture of something else is yeah. really kind of annoying. Um, it hasn't been egregious yet, but sometimes the load times will suck. But that also has to do with the Switch's hardware. Like, yeah, There's nothing the game can do about that. There's nothing the game can do. Um, no, not really. Uh, maybe, like... It not really telling you that you can go into the settings to adjust. Like, it's not more obvious that you can go adjust the camera speed to make it easier to get photos. Some of, they just not giving you... Like, I didn't know that you could hit left or right on the D-pad to yeah. turn Yeah, I mean, that was just faster. an accidental thing I noticed, yeah. but I'm glad I did. Maybe um, more help hints. Maybe those hint were in hints in the loading screen, and I just didn't read it. we just weren't paying attention to it. Because, of course, your mind wanders as soon as the loading screen hits. Uh, so you pick your phone up, usually. The only other thing that I would say is a little frustrating is things that you know used to trigger things in the original game. Like if you wanted a Pokemon to look at you that wasn't looking at you, you just had to hit it with something and it would turn and look at you. Yeah. That's not the case every time in new Pokemon Snap. I've hit the same Pokemon in the head with 10 fluff fruits in a row and it does nothing. So, you know, I'd like a little more consistency in that regard on you know, what causes Pokemon to turn around and look at you. But it does add a few more options in terms of puzzles. Like, okay, this didn't make him look at me. Maybe I need to play music. That didn't work. Maybe I need to activate a Crystal Bloom first. You know, there's all sorts of things. So I think that it's a, it's a minor frustration now, but it will lead to me being more satisfied when I do solve those puzzles. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And if I, like, I'm obviously not going to, score this game or anything like that today but those eights like it's sitting at an 80 makes a lot of sense to me is kind of how i feel as well too like it's it's very good as a pokemon fan i'm absolutely loving it i would say it's a great game um in my opinion it's worth the 60 dollars. but i also am a host of a pokemon podcast so take that however you want to take that and that would be my agree ag- agreement there it's uh it's worth the money to me uh, we've all like we've already said we've already gotten more out of it than the original game, and it's better gameplay all around. Uh, everything that you liked about the original Pokemon Snap has been ap- improved in some way, except for apparently evolutions. <laughs> yeah, and that's that's a another thing to take with a grain of salt too is that Jeff and I both played the original, so we have the nostalgia for it. So I don't know. I honestly can't say if you would like this game if you didn't play the original. I, do I think, think it's. I think it does well enough on its own to make it a good game, but I don't know if you're going to be or have as much joy playing it. What I think is interesting is I think this game, because it's so different from a mainline Pokemon game, this is a unique opportunity for people who aren't interested in Pokemon to play a game that really like you're, yes, you're taking pictures of Pokemon, but it really doesn't have that much to do with Pokemon itself. So if you know nothing about Pokemon, but you think, Oh, the monsters look cool. Maybe I should check it out. I think this game is a good opportunity for that because yeah, you, know, you don't have to know that fire is weak against water. Right. You know, you don't need to know any of that stuff. I mean, for some of the puzzles, it might be helpful, but I think that the game so far does a pretty good job of kind of hinting at how you should solve puzzles yeah. uh, with the items that they give you. And, you know, I think you'll be, you'd be able to figure it out whether or not, you know, type effectiveness at all. So, Based on our first impressions, it sounds like we're both recommending new Pokemon Snap. 
Yeah, I, I definitely recommend it. I think if you like Pokemon at all, which hopefully you do because you're 13 episodes into this podcast and boy, howdy. <laughs> um, if you like Pokemon at all, I think it's it's an easy, easy sell for me. I've heard a lot of like, not a lot of reviews, but I've heard people say that they don't think it's worth the $60, even though they like the game. I disagree. I think that it takes a lot of time to make these games and $60 in the grand scheme of things may sound like a lot of money, but it's, it's really not when you're thinking about what you're getting for that cost. And it's, there's a lot of love and care put into this game. I completely agree. Uh, I, so far I think it's totally worth it. Yeah. Uh, I'm not upset that I spent $60, but again, I am a diehard Pokemon fan. Right. Doing same. So and at the very least, you know, take that with a grain of salt. Yeah. Two diehard Pokemon fans really enjoy this Pokemon game. (laughs) Shocker. (laughs) So that is it for our first impressions on new Pokemon Snap. So now we're going to move into our final segment of the show, which, of course, you are all familiar with. It is Rate That Pokemon. Pokemon. Uh, Theme song ending. Dustin and I are super stoked about the Pokemon that came up with the random number generator. Do we even this need week. to do this today? Sorry? Do we even need to do this today? Like, no, I, I mean, mean, we know, we know, we, we know should, it's, we should talk we know about it. We should talk about it, especially since I haven't even shown the audience yet. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, oops, hang on one second. Harriet's Buizel. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so today's Pokemon is Pokemon number seven, Squirtle. What a perfect Pokemon. Right? Just, like, I'm I'm a fire boy. Like, obviously, I've made it very clear that I prefer the fire starters, but God, Squirtle is perfect. I, I mean, Squirtle is my original starter. Yeah. I, I, like, it, it, you'd be hard-pressed to convince me there's anything wrong with this Pokemon. <laughs> yeah. It, like, design-wise... Especially Squirtle Squad version of Squirtle. Blastoise is amazing. War Turtle is great. Like, there's... I don't have any any issues at all with Squirtle. The evolutionary line is so good. The moves Squirtle can learn are so good. And the anime Squirtle was great. Like I said, Squirtle Squad. Um, just so good. Just overall such a good Pokemon. So all the things we usually talk about. Design yep. of the individual Pokemon. Squirtle... Yep is in addition to being like it shoots water so squirt makes sense yep. turtle the the toll but also yep. it has sort of a curly q tail like a squirrel tail like a squirrel it's a yep. squirrel turtle yep friggin perfect yeah <laughs> and it can like put like it obviously hides inside of its shell as well too which is really cool bubble is an adorable move when it uses it um squirtle was my first pokemon card like, that was the first Pokemon card I was ever given was a Squirtle. And I absolutely, absolutely, without a doubt, in my opinion, Squirtle is a 5 out of 5 and is the number one. Like, I, I don't even have, I can't think of any reason not to so give it a So, my brother Squirtle. in the chat does say, you know, an issue with Blastoise, where do the cannons come from? Evolution. Well, they just... It's evolution, baby. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Someday, humans um, will evolve to have giant guns on their backs. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I was trying to find the the shiny sprite, and it's got a so, green shell. It green looks like. shell. Yeah. You know, it's not like one a, of the. It's not a super in your face shiny. Uh, it's not obnoxious. Sometimes you see that the shinies have really bizarre color choices. Uh, but you know, I, I I like 
I like the blast, uh, excuse me, the, the shiny Squirtle. Uh, I really love in Pokemon Go, they did a day where they had Squirtle Squad. It was like the, the community day was Squirtle Squad, right? You could glasses, get man. the Squirtle with the glasses. And they even had shiny Sprite version of Squirtle with glasses. That's so so, good. so now I have forever. I have Pokemon Go, you know, one of each shiny Squirtle, Wartortle and Blastoise all with glasses. And even in Detective Pikachu, like the Squirtle looks good in that as well, too. Really cute. Like just such a such a great Pokemon. And in the show, you know, we, we I was complaining about the Pokemon saying their names. I have no complaints about the way Squirtle yep. talks. Nope. You got that gravelly voice. Squirtle. So cool. Yeah, it's, it's perfect. <laughs> I actually prefer the way he says his name in the show than I do in the movie. Than in uh, Detective Pikachu. I mean, yeah, it's uh, so good. So. Yeah. Uh, where I mean, I guess I should read the rankings, you know, yeah. so that people are aware. I'm just reading the top ten. Uh, at number ten, we have Salandit with two point five. Qfant is at number nine, two point five. Eight, Delibird three. Seven, Hariyama three point five. Six, Duat three point five. Five, Rookie D three point five. Four, Shieldon three point five. Number three is Rockruff with a four. Number two, Floatzel at a four, and our current number one, Surfetched with a four-star rating. Now, we when we selected Surfetched, I think we were both pretty confident that Surfetched was going to be near the top for a while, just based on how the random number generator was working. But then RNG went and gave us a good one, you know. Thank you, RNG Jesus, today. <laughs> Thank you, RNG Jesus. Because <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's no, there is no reality where Squirtle is not number one now. Completely like, agree. Now, the question is, what's the rating? For me, it's five out of five. It, it's a five. Like, okay. Squirtle, Squirtle is so good. And this is one that I foresee. The only, like, there's going to be a few Pokemon that can compete with Squirtle for me. And, like, knocking Squirtle down even a little bit. But I, with the way the numbers have been going, I see Squirtle being number one for a while. For a while. <laughs> I, I'm unless, anticipating. Unless we somehow get Charmander next week, then we have a debate. But... For me, Squirtle's going to be number one so, for a while. You know, we've talked about it before. My my favorite Pokemon of all time is Arcanine, but yeah. my favorite starter Pokemon of all time, the final evolution, is Blastoise. Yeah, Blastoise uh, is a really good Pokemon. So, I mean, even Squirtle's going to be hard-pressed to get beat, even among other starters, even, like, ones that I admittedly do really like, like Charmander. Yeah. <laughs> we'll so get we'll, we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. But we don't have to cross it right now. Exactly. Right now. Squirtle, number one in your hearts and number one on the list. <laughs> yep, yep. Everybody knew that this was coming. As soon as we said Squirtle, they were like, oh yeah, number one. <laughs> <laughs> but it's deserved. We That's the important yes. thing. It's deserved. We we weren't going to upset people today. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, with that, we have our, our new number one Pokemon. Uh, Dustin, you got anything you want to promote for people uh, in the coming week? Um. Yeah, let's see. I I was going to try, maybe I still will. I've been playing through Resident Evil 2 leading up to Resident Evil Village. Uh, I was going to try to play through more Resident Evils, but time is not on my side when it comes to things like that. So I might, might try to sneak in a little bit more of that tomorrow. I am recording a podcast tomorrow. It doesn't go live for a little while, but I'm finishing up the Lord of the Rings uh watch through i've been doing with christian and griffin that's been an absolute blast go follow large popcorn as well too christian is a great host 
great podcast. Um, I don't know if I'm going to be doing any more Pokemon card openings anytime soon. Um, I do have some that are here over on my Twitch, uh, DDanger10. But I think really it would just be our Twitch, or our, uh, sorry, our Twitter account, which is the Podcast Monsters, just so you can follow us, follow along what we're going to be doing, uh, the schedule that's going up, everything like that. Um, yeah, that's it for me. So as far as things I got going on, uh, I don't bring it up often. I don't know why, but I, I should. Uh, the other podcast I uh, co-host uh, is Remember the Film. That's uh, a, a weekly p- podcast about movies. And sometimes there are more recent movies, but a lot of times we're talking about classic movies that you should remember. Uh, and that's kind of the, uh, the premise of the podcast. So uh, check that out on YouTube or on any podcast service. You know, any, the, whatever podcast service you're listening to Podcast Monsters on, go ahead and look up Remember the Film as well. I'd appreciate that. Uh, and then in addition to that, I'm, again, always streaming here on Good Game Grizz on Twitch. So feel free to follow and subscribe on there. I'd really appreciate that. Uh, I, we don't know what our topic for next week is going to be here on Podcast Monsters, but we, we do, do. Oh, we do. we do. That's right. We do know. Yes. Go ahead, Dustin. Yes. Yes. Next uh, next weekend, um, we will re- be recording our episode, and we're going to do a review of Detective Pikachu. Um, I know that we said we were going to review the animated films in order, but Detective Pikachu celebrates its two-year anniversary next week. Um, I think it's technically... It's either technically Sunday or Monday, but um, we're, so, we're just going to record it that weekend, so we're going to watch through that. We'll do another in-review episode of that. Um, I don't know. We haven't really discussed if we're going to like pit that against Pokemon the first movie to decide which one was better or anything like that. But I just thought it would be fun to do a review of that and just get to share our thoughts on Attack of Pikachu. Especially with it being the first and only live-action Pokemon movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and you know maybe we'll talk a little bit about predictions or hopes for a sequel, stuff like that as well, too. So, yeah, I thought that would be fun uh, to do that episode. So tune into that next week, same time. Same channel. <laughs> yep, same time, same channel. <laughs> All right, so that's going to do it for this week on Podcast Monsters. Again, thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. Thank you for subscribing. All that stuff. We love you. Come back and join us again. Until then, we'll see you next time. Bye, everybody. <laughs>